Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Eric. And this is We Used to Be the Smart Kids. And today I'm finally copping to the fact that I have spent two months of my life watching Mr. Beast videos on YouTube. <laughs> I started watching Mr. Beast because I wanted to know what happened in Squid Game. (laughs) (laughs) But I couldn't actually stomach watching Squid Game itself because I'm super squeamish. He recreated every Squid Game game for a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. So I just watched that sanitized version and got my curiosity satiated, except for like one totally minor and kind of important detail. He recreated Squid Game with zero sense of irony. Do you want to explain who Mr. Beast is before we dive in? Or are we just no, going to assume gonna, whoever we're everyone getting knows there. Who is? Just ride this wave with okay, me. We're getting okay. there, I promise. I'm taking you on the emotional journey that I went on. All right. Zero sense of irony. Do you mm-hmm. have a reaction? Zero sense <laughs> of irony. The man recreated Squid Game with zero sense of... If you have no reaction, I will explain to you why you should have a reaction. I mean, he, did he kill the contestants at the end who didn't make it? No, he hired someone to reinvent the squib, basically, so that it was cheaper, and they wore those, and that's how they died. A squib is like a blood pack, Uh so they got fake shot. (laughs) Let me recreate this dystopia for web views, and just give them money anyway. Zero sense of irony. Yeah. I mean, I don't think 12-year-old boys know what irony is exactly, so he knows what audience he's shooting at. No, I don't. No. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think he gets irony himself. I'm not entirely sure. I don't want to say he's dumb. He's but Mr. I Beast mean, is a simple man with simple needs. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, we're right at the beginning of this, but um, he he really truly cares about and is knowledgeable about the things that he really truly cares about, and I shouldn't have pluralized things. <laughs> it's a, he, a thing a he, singular thing he only cares about youtube <laughs> he, he is a youtube machine <laughs> yeah. that's it that's the whole podcast guys mr beast is a youtube machine ideas come in content comes out views go up that's it i watched so many interviews and the only <laughs> thing he cares about we're gonna go through this whole thing and really hammer this horse this dead whatever. we're gonna hammer this horse gonna- wow <laughs> not that kind of podcast care Humble me, daddy. We're going to go through this whole thing. But yeah, the thing that we're driving to, just so no one is disappointed the way that I was, is it's Mr. Horse hammering. <laughs> Mr. Beast only cares about YouTube views mm-hmm. and retention. Really cares about retention. An amazing amount. <laughs> Man can just go off on retention. So we're going to go backwards a little bit. Okay. Don't come with me. So for anyone who doesn't know, which is like basically my mom at this point. Hi, mom. Squid Game is a Korean show that took over international Netflix. And mm-hmm. it is like the most watched show on Netflix and everybody loves it. Came out in like 2021. The summary that I just stole from Google. Hundreds of cash strapped contestants accept an invitation to compete in children's games for a tempting prize. But the stakes are deadly. So basically, you play red light, green light, but if you move on red light, you get shot. (laughs) Everybody dies until there's only one person left, and then they win money! Yay! Yay! Squid Game's in the classic genre of desperate people do desperate things for cash. It's a critique of society and how the rich can too easily exploit the poor and make them dance for wealth like monkeys, Mm -hmm. and how the poor have little choice but to go along with it. I wouldn't call it like a pleasant genre, but it's a popular one. Anyway... Anyway, and that brings us to Mr. Beast. 
I figured a wealthy YouTuber recreating Squid Game would contain like a little lampshading of that fact that this is, you know, weird. He's got the money to make people with presumably less money dance for views on his channel. No one's dying, but like it's weird, right? But he's making more money than he's giving out because he's making these little peons dance. Even just acknowledging the fact that he's playing the villain. He's playing the person with the power. He's playing the person who can exploit the other people. He's LARPing. (laughs) He's (laughs) role-playing the exploiter while also kind of living that life, right? You just think he would say a little something about that at the beginning, right? I mean, I just want to draw attention to it. That's how you get squid gamed. (laughs) But he doesn't say anything. No, it's just a genuine, earnest recreation of this dystopic hellscape. (laughs) The weirdest part of this video is how kind Mr. Beast and his buddies are. So during red light, green light, where you get fake shot and die if you move, they push this girl's glasses up because they're sliding down her face during red light and she can't move. They're talking to her and she's like, hey, can you push my glasses up? And they're like, yeah, okay. And they like push the glasses up. And then they're like, green light, red light, (laughs) boom, 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 boom. People are dead. It's like watching friends play together. The rules are consistent, but it's not unfair. Mm-hmm. It's not about exploiting or hurting each other. It's just a casual game between hundreds of strangers for $456,000. Yeah, like you do. Oh, do you want to hear the most ironic part of the video? Of course I do. Okay, so at one point, they have to like cut out honeycomb candy in a shape, and if the shape breaks, they die. And one of the shapes is an um umbrella. So there's like a circle, a star, an umbrella, and the umbrella is like super unfair. And they're in the lines interviewing people that are like participating and someone goes, wait, there's an umbrella? And Mr. Beast is like, yeah, didn't you like watch the show? And she was like, no, I just wanted to be in the video. (laughs) (laughs) That was like the most irony that we got out of this whole production. Anyway, you think you could like hire... A writer. (laughs) An irony noticer. An interpreter. Somebody. Well, this video is one of the things that like blew up and he was on the map before. He was huge before. Yeah, he's like one of the most followed people on YouTube. This video like gave him a huge jump. It, it was one of the the big moments. When I looked it up, it had 378 million views. Yikes. Just on this video. And the top comments are like super weird. I don't know if they're real comments for the videos or like what they are. Because mm-hmm. I've watched too much Mr. Beast and he's like, you can't trust YouTube comments because none of them are real. Yeah. So I looked elsewhere. Mm-hmm. There's still no cynicism about this. <laughs> so the top comments are like, this is insanity. Never done before in the history of this platform. Hats off to you, Jimmy. Jimmy, I'm assuming, is Mr. Beast. We're getting there. Yes. The sets in this are incredible. Would love to know more about the team that designed and built them. There's a video from them. If you want to watch that, I did. Let's get a round of applause for Jimmy. Because he did a great job. The entire first page of Google results for Mr. Beast Squid Game video is either links to the video or articles about how much it costs to make. Or how realistic it looks like yeah. to Squid Game. I had to go to page two to get any critiques of the actual video. And it was from like the Wellesley News or something. It was yeah. just about how the rich don't get Squid Game. Side note, unrelated to Mr. Beast. We're going to get back there. But apparently Chrissy Teigen threw a Squid Game themed party <laughs> where the waiters were dressed as the masked guards. And oh, wow. the rich people who were dining were dressed in the poor green jumpsuit of the contestants. I mean... You can't make this stuff up. That the, sounds like Chrissy Teigen missing the mark as per usual. Yeah. The level of tone deaf is just chef's kiss. Yeah. Also, it reminds me of when Hunger Games came out and people just pff, didn't get that either. Oh, that sounds cool. That sounds like a fun game. Let's all Hunger Games together. <laughs> right? You're the people who are going to get eaten. Mm-hmm. Okay? People are just like, they didn't seem to be interested in engaging with Squid Game on like that level. 
mm-hmm. which is a little infuriating because it's not like it's deep. I mean, this is very surface level. Yeah. Rich person makes poor person dance for money. If you are not the best dancer, you get shot. It's the most dangerous game if the game was the price is right. Can you imagine <laughs> Drew Carey or Bob Barker just with a gun? <laughs> nope. Wrong. <laughs> Next contestant. And like people are just in line desperate for money and also yeah. terrified. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this is. Really hard to miss the point. So hard. I'm going to throw a squid game themed party. Life or death Plinko is all I got going right now. <laughs> I just can't get over this, right? I watched this back in January just to satiate my curiosity. I can't get over this shit because I can't get over anything. He racked up millions of views and subscribers by painstakingly recreating a show about exploiting desperate people by offering them a small fortune. Mm -hmm. By exploiting desperate people by offering them a small fortune for YouTube views. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) And like, to be fair, all the people who participated were his viewers. He wasn't totally... He wasn't kidnapping people off the street to do this. Right. Yeah, it wasn't full-on Squid Game style. He didn't break any rules, but it still felt kind of... Gross. It felt really gross to watch. He's still asking the monkeys to dance for money, and they seem to be the only person bothered by that. But they're his monkeys, so it's okay. (laughs) Yes, put a pin in that. (laughs) I hope I remember to talk about that, because yes, that is a problem that arises. Let's talk about who Mr. Beast is, right? We've gone to the Mr. Beast school of thought here where I've got to like catch you with a hook. He truly talks about narrative structure in a YouTube video. I mean, he doesn't laud it like it's really like amazing, but he really does. um, He uses the wrong words, but he does really understand it. And that's how he keeps his his retention. Mm -hmm. His retention. (laughs) So anyway, we probably already failed. It doesn't matter. That was the hook. The hook was probably too long, I'm sure. Regardless... (laughs) Uh, if you're still with us, thank you. We're first gonna of do. All. We're gonna do the backstory, which Mr. Beast never does because he can't seem to fit in the backstory without losing the retention rate. Okay, so Mr. Beast's real name is Jimmy Donaldson. Jimothy Beast, guess. Jimothy yeah. Beast. I'm just gonna call him Mr. Beast because I think it's weird when people call him Jimmy, even though like I don't really think he calls himself Mr. Beast, so I'm the weird one. I mm-hmm. don't care. He is a mid twenties white guy who suffers from severe doofus face. Mm-hmm. He's like not unattractive, but he's not conventionally handsome either, and yeah. he like uses his doofus face. To to max viewership by uh, featuring it prominently in his thumbnails. It's a very distinctive doofus face, though. Yeah, he'd, he'd be pretty forgettable, except he's mastered the doofus face necessary to attract attention on the internet. So this shtick that's gotten him famous is a you-get-a-car level of Oprah-style philanthropy, in quotation marks. Yes. I'm not entirely sure that this is philanthropy, per se, but, like, I don't want to start splitting hairs. <laughs> Let's call it publisher's clearinghouse level of philanthropy. Nice. I like it. For a long time, the beneficiaries of his gifts, his like financial windfalls, um, were like friends. So he's yeah. he's amassed this posse of people that he was featuring in challenges for a long time. Mr. Beast has a posse. Go on. There are commentary videos about people who have left Mr. Beast's posse. I watched those too. So much of my life has been wasted on this shit. Anyway, the challenges that they would do are just the kind of thing anyone could do if they were stubborn enough, but like no one's going to do. Whoever keeps their hand on a Tesla for the longest gets the Tesla. So something you could fantasize about yourself doing rather than like kicking a 50-yard field goal for a million dollars. Yes. And like truly goofy. Like whoever sits in a cereal bowl for the longest gets X amount of money. Mm -hmm. That kind of silly stuff. He also does challenges. I think we're going to get to that. But that's kind of how he started really racking up views. They're they're feats of tenacity. Mm -hmm. They're feats of stubbornness. Yes. The American dream. Eventually, he like moved away from his posse of friends and he now gives things to like randos off the street Mm -hmm. or he gives things to people in need. 
what I really want to emphasize right now is like the size of the monetary gifts. Yes. Like it's not like 20 bucks mm-hmm. is default. His pocket change, his I'm walking into Walmart <laughs> and giving someone some money is 10 grand. 10 grand. Life-changing amounts of money basically for all of his viewers. Okay. With the cost of living crisis, 10 grand, maybe not life-changing, but it is a lot of money. Like yeah. you don't just happen upon it unless you have a very successful YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. He started making YouTube videos when he was really young, and his goal was just to make any content that got him views. So he started off with video game stuff, but quickly realized that absurd, particularly time-consuming challenges would get him the most views. Mm -hmm. For example, he spun a fidget spinner for 24 hours. (laughs) Doable, but nobody is doing that. He counted to, I think, 100,000, and he read the dictionary. Stupid bullshit internet stunts, yeah. Yeah, tedious stuff that anyone could do but no one's gonna do like those urban myths that you people have in schools like yeah freddie banks he actually counted to a hundred thousand at once he went insane it took 24 hours nobody's testing that except for mr beast he turned boring into content is what he did Mm -hmm. so i don't know if it was like a super smart move or like accidental genius because it gave his stuff this quality boy next door feel Mm -hmm. like an underdog feel like you said earlier like any you, you could fantasize that you could do that He became relatable in a way that hasn't vanished, even though he's now raking in tens of millions of dollars. Right. This is his iconic, I've made it story and kind of how we move from stupid internet stunts to giving money away. Mm -hmm. His first sponsorship that he got was for $10,000 and he talked them up to $10,000 from $5,000 by promising that he would give that money to a homeless person on camera and that the video would go viral. And he did. And the video went viral. And now he's just giving money away. He'd given money away before that to like pizza delivery things, but like this pizza this is delivery like things. Wow, so far beneath me. We just gave we just gave money to pizza delivery robots. You're not a real person. You're a pizza <laughs> delivery thing. Take that, Domino's guy. Um, <laughs> and the video went went viral, and he got more sponsorships and made more money off of it, and all of that went into create more videos, which he still apparently does to this day. This is his like big thing, and his big origin story is that as he makes money, he spends money on YouTube videos. They're cash poor, basically. <laughs> he's got real estate, but he's cash poor. Okay, so one of the things that I find super compelling about him is that he is so affable and likable. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know that I would describe him as charismatic. But I can't stop watching him either. <laughs> you know? You got a little crush on Mr. Beast, don't you? I would like him to be my brother. Okay. He seems like a good brother. Okay. He has like this dopey, lovable, weird kid mm-hmm. attitude. Okay. You know the kid who like... you he's The not... kid who would count to 100,000 on YouTube just because he could. Yeah. At the lunch table, he's not really talking or saying anything. And then you're like, what are you thinking about, weird kid? And they're like, what if we filled that entire house with slime? And you're like, what? (laughs) Like, you're not off-putting, but who thinks that? How many milk cartons would it take to fill this cafeteria? See, you can do this. My brain does not work like this. I would never think of something like that. Never. Not only does Mr. Beast just generate ideas like that, he has the money to do them. Mm -hmm. So he did, in fact, fill a house with slime. I couldn't help but think, my God, the resource is wasted because I'm a green nut job. Yeah. But it, I did click on the clicky click and I watched it. So what She's does that the, say about me? the legitimate me? daughter of the jolly green giant, just so you know. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be a malicious bone in his body. There are a lot of articles about people who are on his sets. And I read a couple of them. I didn't read that many. And none of them seem to say he's really mean. Sometimes they seem to describe a person who was tired and not into it that day, but they never describe someone who's malicious. And the way that the videos are edited in the way that he's presented, he always does a really good job of recognizing the humanity in other people. So 
one would assume, mm-hmm. or I would assume anyway, because I'm a cynic, that walking up to countless strangers and giving them thousands of dollars would eventually lead to a superiority complex. I right? feel like I'd feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. In our culture, money signifies worth. So if you have enough to give it away, you must be a better person. That's why the rich get away with philanthropy, because it sounds like a big number, but it's really not to them. Right. Okay. But to date, it doesn't seem to have had that effect on Mr. Beast. He he seems to be affable, likable, and genuine in all of his videos. One of the videos that really drove this home for me was when he was giving strangers the choice to either take $1,000 for themselves or give $10,000 to a stranger. A bunch of them took the 1000 but of course, the person who chose to give the $10,000 away then got $10,000 to keep. So in this kind of video, I'd expect like two things to happen. I would expect the person making the video to thank the person who got $10,000 for their generosity. Mm-hmm. Like, for your generosity, I will reward you with $10,000. I'm trying to encourage this behavior in others. Look at me. The moral police. I have been granted the right to test you in this random Walmart. And I would expect clips of the person making the video to tell the people who chose to take the one grand that they missed out on 10 grand by being selfish. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to make them feel bad. Right. He doesn't do that. So he absolutely, at least not in the edit, tells the people who took the one grand that they missed out on 10 grand. Mm -hmm. He just gives them the money and is like, there you go, and walks away. Kind of a no strings attached thing. He does say the words, thank you for your kindness to the person who takes the 10 grand. But it doesn't sound like a teachable moment. You know, it just Mm -hmm. sounds like I have to say something. So he mostly avoids the trap by being pretty upfront about everything he does. Mm -hmm. You do this, you get this. He does other things in his videos to alleviate the social discomfort of just like giving money away. So like he'll casually bend the rules if he thinks people haven't won enough in his games so that he can give them more money. And enough is like a pretty arbitrary thing here, but suffice it to say that it feels fair. Like when I'm Mm -hmm. watching it, I feel like, yeah, that was a good thing to do. He comes across as very generous. And I've watched a few copycats of his and there's just something really icky about them. They feel more like they're exploiting people for views, like they're holding something over other people's heads and making Mm -hmm. them dance for it. And they're slowly kind of falling in love with their own power. It doesn't feel fun to watch because it feels exploitative in a way Mr. Beast just never does. Huh. So he's threading that line. This is the thing I really ended up not being able to look away from is how he just danced on this line. Mm -hmm. I've watched a few videos from creators who like aped the gifting content and they feel really smarmy. So in the aped videos, a lot of times the creator sets up a situation. So they, they pretend to be hungry and without money, for example, and they go into a shop. And if the shopkeeper gives them access to food, they reveal that they aren't in need at all and are, in fact, just testing people's kindness. Oh. I mean, they say they're rewarding kindness, but it really just feels like entrapment. Yep. You're being dishonest yourself in order to test what a stranger will do. And if the stranger is socially acceptable and kind, it's just icky. And it puts people on the spot and it judges them in the moment for decisions they make in a very manufactured situation. Well, do you feel like there was judgments in this Mr. Beast supermarket video or whatever it was when they took the thousand dollars? It was just like, hey, this is a cool thing. Here's a thousand bucks. That's it. They just give them a thousand dollars and walk away. Even in their voice, they're like, okay, here you go. You didn't lose here. You just... You just got a thousand dollars. Yeah. This is not the content we came for. You have a thousand dollars. Bye. No hard feelings. My biggest issue with this is that it sets up kind of a false dichotomy because it's not about kindness. False dichotomy is the wrong word. It sets up something, insert intelligent word here, that's inaccurate to real life. 
because if you're able to turn down a thousand dollars for the reward of gifting more money to a random stranger then you probably don't need the thousand dollars and you definitely don't need the ten thousand dollars right so if you can't turn down the thousand dollars you definitely need the ten thousand dollars but you're not going to get it because you're not kind it just doesn't follow. It has nothing to do with these people's kindness. It has to do with their financial situation in that moment. Mm -hmm. Even in Mr. Beast videos, for me, it feels icky. In this video, the supermarket or Walmart or whatever video, these people will say that their grandmother just got diagnosed with cancer. So this $1,000 was going to go to their cancer treatments. And so, yeah, without judgment, they're like, okay, here you go. And then they walk away and they give 20 grand away to random people who, do they need it? Do they not need it? I don't know. I, why are we deciding who needs money? It's like it's a very the rich get richer situation. Yeah. You have the privilege of being able to surprise a stranger with money so you get more money. It just doesn't hold up to much scrutiny, but it's rewarding to watch. And that's really all the beast cares about. Mm -hmm. So there are a few times where he sets up similar situations as like the apers, the copycats. In mm -hmm. one, he sat with a flat tire and gave the car to the person who stopped to help so again we're back to that idea of like rewarding kindness but i think the difference here is that he's not approaching random people and putting them on the spot mm -hmm. in these cases he always creates a situation and then waits for someone to interact with him he's not like stopping a pregnant woman who's rushing to the er and demanding that she interact with him kindly which i think is the extreme version of what everybody else seems to be doing yeah it's you need to be in my video be nice to me now in this moment no matter what's happening with you or mm -hmm. i'm gonna put you on blast the internet We'll see you being a dick. Okay, so there was one video where I felt like Mr. Beast was 100% going to cross over the line mm -hmm. and like Robin Hood figure to exploiter himself. Yeah. So he offered a guy $500,000 to stay in a circle in the middle of nowhere for 90 days. And sleep with him. <laughs> no. Indecent proposal, but inside a circle. That's a million dollar <laughs> idea, people. Hollywood, just call me. He'd done other videos like this. There's another whoever stays in the circle the longest gets X amount. Mm -hmm. And like he kept making the circle smaller and smaller. Yeah. And the, the rules are pretty strict. So like 90 days seemed excessive. You can't play by Mr. Beast's rules and come out ahead in this. So I, of course, clicked on it because I was yeah. like, this isn't going to work. This out. is the one where he falls off that tightrope. He's been walking. <laughs> yes. He immediately started making it easier. <laughs> so at first it's just a circle on a bit of grass he immediately brings in a prefab house full of canned goods for the guy to eat uh -huh. the food ended up being really weird because it's just i think canned goods but he had food yeah he wasn't going with no nourishment and they weren't like mres he wasn't having to hunt for his food from his circle right like a farmer's market would have been better but fine on father's day mr beast the beast brought the man's children to visit uh -huh. he brought an entire carnival one day to entertain him because the boredom and the isolation were like i mean they were legit yeah and this was really great spectacle for the participant and it was really fun to watch yeah past the halfway point he started to get a little bit i don't want to say more malicious but he applied the pressure he started yeah. to offer the guy less money if he would leave the circle that day which of course the guy never did and Mr. B started to do like really annoying things like playing sirens nonstop or surrounding the circle with clowns. But the rules were like really clear. Stay in the circle. Get mm -hmm. 500000 And it never felt like the guy was really being pushed to the point where he'd need to leave. Honestly, the whole video felt like an attempt to make something that is super <laughs> boring, a man in a circle for 90 days, more interesting. So we're hearkening back to reading the dictionary or like counting to 100,000. They're all just feats of tedium. 
I mean, have you heard about this Japanese show where they dropped this comedian in an apartment? He wasn't allowed to leave. And he had a bag of rice and that was all he could eat. Everything else he had to win through contests. And they just left him there. I think I did. And then didn't they trick him two or three times? Yes, they did. Where he thought he was getting out and they just put him back in? Yes. And that level of tedium, that's more based on cruelty, I think. Like Mr. Beast stuff, there's some cruelty there, but it feels more lighthearted, I guess. So that is really the thing. I know that as I describe this, it sounds like it could be cruel. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel cruel. It feels like the guy who was in the circle was in on the joke. The guy in the house with the bags of rice, yeah. he didn't really know what he could or couldn't do. And then they ended up changing the rules on him. Yeah, Mr. Beast never does that. These are the rules. This is what you have to follow. This is how it works. If anything, I'm going to cut you a break here and there because it's more fun that way. He is not in it to torture these people or cheat them out of money. He's literally only in it for the YouTube views. He's on your side. Yeah, he feels very much like he wants the person to win $500,000 because he doesn't have any use for the money. And if the person doesn't win the money, it's not a good video. Yeah. And that's all. Remember, that's all he cares about. He only cares about YouTube views. (laughs) It's literally it. He does all of this stuff because it feels like he has to to make a more interesting video. Otherwise, it's a guy staring off into space for 90 days. So eventually, eventually, they cut the house in half, and on the last night, it gets completely destroyed, which for me as a viewer was probably the saddest and cruelest moment, because Mm -hmm. they showed drawings his kids had made shaking as the bulldozer approached, and like, I form emotional attachments to hotel rooms that I've stayed in for (laughs) one night, so like, seeing a place where he lived for three months get demolished felt heartbreaking, Mm -hmm. but the guy himself didn't seem to care. Honestly, I think that if he could have driven the bulldozer himself without risking getting out of the circle, he would have done it. It seemed quite cathartic. (laughs) for him he was like i hate this place i want to go home i miss my kids yeah and he does say at one point that he is literally trading his time for money he's like my kids are young and a whole summer away from them is a serious loss to me Mm -hmm. but i'm going to get life-changing amounts of money for that i just feel like in that moment he's lampshading what all of these videos are he doesn't have money he has time and mr beast has money but no time so it's capitalism in a nutshell Yeah, all of these videos are just odes to capitalism. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. When we talk about philanthropy, the touche, the mic drop moment is you can say that Mr. Beast is super kind. He's philanthropic. He gives all this money away, whatever. None of this could work as entertainment in a system that was fair. If people didn't need the money, they wouldn't dance like chimps. Exactly. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's nefarious. I think he's part of a bad system, but that doesn't make him bad necessarily. Yeah. Okay, so this video, the man being in a circle video, this is where it started to dawn on me. The thing that we have already talked about numerous times, but I'm committed (laughs) to following my own emotional journey, is that Mr. Beast is not a Robin Hood kind of figure, which is what all of the YouTube comments would have you believe. Mm -hmm. Sure, he's like redistributing his wealth. Robin Hood stole wealth. He's redistributing his own wealth, but he's not doing it because he believes in socialism or taxing the rich or anything. It's just that money has little value to the beast but numbers go yuppie that's where the real joy is he values youtube views (laughs) it's easy for him to give away money for what he really wants youtube views (laughs) the same way it's easy for us to watch him because we don't value our time he found out that youtube views are the only currency accepted in heaven and he's taking those fuckers with him it's exactly how money is supposed to work He's exchanging it for what he really wants. I don't think he cares what he's doing as long as it gets him views. Think about how he started. Reading the dictionary, counting to 100,000, and spinning a fidget spinner. 
He'd do whatever foolish stunt he could think of to earn more views. And I think when you view it this way, he becomes a lot less godlike. He's just as willing as the rest of us monkeys to dance for what he wants. This man literally only cares about YouTube views. He is paid in YouTube views. Mm -hmm. That's what he amasses for amassment's sake. He just wants more and more and more views. (laughs) I have watched so much Mr. Beast content at this point. Interviews, shorts by him, videos of his, videos about the people who work with him. His homemade porn video. Oh my God. This is embarrassing, but somehow I did end up on like a fake picture of his dick. And I was like, <laughs> how is this my life? How did I How did I get here? I don't understand. <laughs> it was a horrible moment. It was not what I expected to see. How was it? <sighs> no. <laughs> okay. At some point, I just had to ask myself if I was just fantasizing about being that rich. Mm-hmm. Was I watching all of this to pretend that becoming a billionaire was achievable for me? And I think in some ways, yes. Like a lot of the latest Mr. Beast content is fascination about his wealth and how he got there and bedroom to billionaire via social media content is America's favorite Cinderella story right now. Mm -hmm. And like, let's not kid ourselves. I have a podcast. It's not going to bring in a billion dollars, but like we can dream. Yeah. Right. If everyone just wants to drop like a million dollars in our tip jar, that'd be cool. Thanks, Mr. Beast. Do it. We'll record our reactions and you can use it for the content. So much of it, the videos and the videos about him are focused on money, the amount he gave away, the amount he paid for something, what his studio and office cost, how much he works. It's it's like a glorification of the dollar and the grind, Mm -hmm. which I think is also part of what really bothers me when people say that he is doing good. I mean, do we want to get into his the latest thing he got in trouble for? The only thing he's gotten in trouble for? The blind thing? Yeah. Yeah. He made a video about curing blindness. Mm-hmm. And people got mad about it. Like Jesus. <laughs> like Jesus. There are many lists about how Mr. Beast is Jesus. Looked at those. Was crucifixion among any of them? I don't think so, no. So he likes to do like his own challenges. Like, I spent 24 hours buried underground. You know? mm-hmm. So his new one can be like, can you hang from a cross longer than Jesus? <laughs> Actually, that will kill you. It's not the act of being nailed up. It's the pressure. That I know. Floods your lungs. Well, yeah, but maybe, maybe he. <laughs> Let will... me have my crucifixion trivia. God. Maybe he can live longer. <laughs> he won't as fix longer than Jesus, right? Yeah, and then he'll prove that he really is Jesus, and he can really be our capitalist God. You think of like all the things that this guy has done that are worthy of critique, though, like mm-hmm. being enamored with and aspiring to be Elon Musk or Steve Jobs. <laughs> Speaking of being our godlike capitalist, yeah, something more interesting than paying for cataract surgery would ding his shining armor. Mm-hmm. But um, no. I had an entire bit here about how this was ableist, that people are coming to the defense of the defenseless because they don't think that the disabled people can defend themselves. Mm -hmm. They need to be protected. And while I definitely think that there were like shades of ableism going on, I think there were other things happening that are slightly more interesting, if a lot more abstract. And we've already talked about like a lot of it. So I'm I'm just trying to pull it together. For the record, though, if you found the video about Mr. Beast curing, in quotation marks, blindness, icky, (laughs) it's probably because... It felt like disabled people were more at risk for being exploited since they would presumably be more desperate to get their sight back and therefore more willing to make concessions that they should not, i.e. were infantilizing them. Or B, because it points out flaws in the system that these people should be able to see because we should all be paying for it. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't need to count on random acts of billionaire kindness for basic health care. Maybe because Mr. Beast is a channel about celebrating the excesses of capitalism. The one time he draws a connection to something that capitalism is bad about, that's where he gets the pushback. That seems a little weird. 
it feels wrong that he's amassed this level of wealth making YouTube content and really basic YouTube content. I mean, the spectacle is incredible, but like last person to leave the Tesla wins it (laughs) is not exactly an emotional or intellectual feat. Would it have been the same amount of views if it was a Honda Civic? (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) But he's still creating capitalist popcorn, you know? (laughs) Yeah. His videos really, they exalt the grind. And in his interviews, he also exalts the grind. If you study enough... If you're self-aware enough, if you put in the work, you will be successful. And he's just completely discounting the luck factor in all of this. I don't think there's room in Mr. Beast's vision of the world for the people who don't make it because they just don't get lucky. But like those talking points, I guess, play off of the everyman trope. We could be Mr. Beast if we just grind it out. Look at this doofy guy. If he can do it, you can definitely do it. And also, and I think slightly more nefarious... Billionaires are just like you and me. (laughs) We can count on their generosity of strangers to enrich us. Elon Musk will definitely drop you a Tesla if you like his comment on Twitter. So post-blind video, why does he suddenly feel wrong? And I think it's because we're getting wise to that kind of messaging. The Mm -hmm. messaging about the grind and about billionaires being just like me and you. So like children, who are his main demographic, and Carolyn, when she's very tired, (laughs) may eat it up. And their parents are probably grateful that he's like an acceptable role model. At the end of the day, we all know that the grind isn't going to save us. Yeah. The tech billionaires failed to build the utopia they promised us. And they instead made the world a little bit more hellish. Good job on them. Mm -hmm. Anyway, anyone who models himself after that kind of success isn't or doesn't feel like a wholly trustworthy figure. Doesn't feel genuine anymore. No. Yeah. And like the public aggrandizement of Mr. Beast is in and of itself something to be scared of. Mm hmm. Because we're all fascinated by him. Yeah. And he's not a black box. He's not a puzzle. He's very open about what he cares about, YouTube views and retention. Mm-hmm. What he wants, more YouTube views and more retention. But like we can't stop looking at him because of the monetary spectacle. Because numbers go up. And that's something that our little monkey brains just want to see. As long as we're looking, he's making money. Mm-hmm. So there's an incredible lack of scrutiny aimed at him right now. He's the golden boy of the year. And for those of us who have lived long enough to see what happens to the Zuckerberg-style golden boys when their wealth is threatened, alarm bells are starting to ring. Mm -hmm. No one should have to dance for their basic needs to be met. No one should have to decide which would be more rewarding, getting $1,000 to help them cover their grandmother's cancer treatments or gifting $10,000 to a random stranger. Our own needs shouldn't be held up against someone else's in a money-making competition for views. And the blindness video really started to reveal the ugly side of a system that allows that kind of thinking to flourish. Like, he was doing an unambiguously good thing for, well, I'm not going to say the wrong reasons. Maybe he really did just want to cure blindness and draw attention to the fact that this surgery is out there and people can't afford it. But it's also making him money, giving him views and circling back and feeding the beast. So, frankly, I don't have any issues with it. Feeding the beast. I know, that was funny. I don't have any issues with it making him money because... I don't believe that you have to do altruistic things for altruism's sake. Mm -hmm. I think that you can do good things because you want to profit off of them too. I mean, that is the system we live in and I don't think that that is inherently wrong. If you do a good thing, you want to feel good that you've done it, right? Yeah. He's just monetized that. I don't care about that. My point is really just like that video is showcasing and like sort of touching on things that we have seen fail in the past. You know, all of a sudden we're starting to feel like the billionaire who suddenly wants to be altruistic is usually not great for us historically Mm -hmm. so i stand by my initial claim that mr b's does mean well i really think he seems to truly recognize other people's humanity 
And he's disturbed by his own ability to cure blindness with a wave of his wallet. And that's good. Mm -hmm. But not everyone in his position feels that way. And we're not guaranteed that he'll feel that way forever. So people are worried about the possible exploitation in his YouTube videos because those videos show the rampant exploitation in our society. And that feeling is uncomfortable and it's scary. And what do you do with that kind of discomfort when you don't want to feel it? Well, you, you go watch YouTube videos. <laughs> you laud the messenger, you shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> or watch YouTube videos that he made. You know about the YouTube holes, right? And YouTube not uh, radicalization? Yes. I want to know where Mr. Beast leads for these. What do they click on next that they end up radicalized about? Video game videos end up leading you to fascism for some reason. I just want to know what the whole Mr. Beast leads you down to. Unboxing videos? It's unboxing videos. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, I don't know, but that would be funny. (laughs) I just feel like that's the same consumerist mindset, you know? Yeah. Unchecked consumption because it's all about like the spectacle. I could see that. And that just leads you further and further into capitalism. You might end up a stock market, bro. But yes, though, because people are basically arguing that he's good, right? He's yeah. like a he's a net good for the world. I'm I'm not trying to demonize him. I'm just no. saying he's profiting from a system that isn't good, and his ideology is capitalism. Mm-hmm. His his ideology is rampant consumerism. So even though he likes to give stuff away, his videos his viewers are all more about what if I received that rather than what if I was the one giving it right, away. Right, they're acquiring stuff. He yeah. doesn't feature why people are deserving. And I, mm-hmm. I don't think that you should necessarily have to prove that someone deserves the money. So maybe that's the socialist message. But the reason he does it is because he doesn't know how to fit it into the video without losing retention. Because mm-hmm. anytime he includes the backstory, retention goes down. You can't really read anything into it, politics or anything like that from his content. Because, because there's no room for it. He only cares about views and retention. <laughs> There's no message behind this. It's just numbers go uppy. Would would Skinner box be an appropriate word here? It is the Skinner box of his demographic. What makes them keep pushing the button? That mm-hmm. is all he cares about. <laughs> and it's just consumerism. It's just what's in this mystery box. It's just how much money is this person going to get? Who am I going to give this house to for a dollar? It was just like hit the dopamine over and over again. And to mm-hmm. hit the dopamine in a Mr. Beast video, you need high dollar figures. Yeah. You need tedium people being bored he does a really good job craft wise of using his like posse his supporting cast to create just enough mayhem that mm-hmm. you're gonna like ride with it for the next monetary hit yeah. you know yeah so mr beast feels representative of the larger system mm-hmm. an oversimplified metaphor or a scapegoat for us to cast our own politics onto do we think he's a hero or a villain does he spread his wealth around like a capitalist mother Teresa, or is he a gilded aged robber baron and he reveals too that there comes a point where or a size at which everyone even the greatest hero becomes reviled and i think it's telling too at what point mr beast's public perception began to turn was it when he literally recreated a capitalist dystopia with no irony <laughs> Nope. It was when he started to help blind people. So the fact that no one else, well, barely anyone else saw an issue with him just putting up writ large what his entire channel is about, giving money for people's entertainment and pain, and no one cared. I feel like that proves that there's not enough cynicism about this whole process, that maybe it is just you. I'm too optimistic to believe that I'm the only cynic in the room. (laughs) Someone else is out there. It's going to come back. People are going to hate on the Squid Game video. One day you'll be proven right. 
give me your Mr. Beast prediction. What will he do? Mine is that he just starts setting money on fire. He will definitely do that. But I think what he's really going to do, like the best version of him, he mentors up and coming YouTubers. But I think the most likely outcome is that when his audience ages past interest in his own videos, Mm -hmm. so his views and retention go down, they start watching someone else, he gets a little bit more mean and a little bit more exploitative in order to get them back Mm -hmm. and continue doing the thing that he's done all along. I think he's going to do the thing that people keep accusing him of being. I think he might get a little mean-spirited in order to get the views and Mm -hmm. the retention. Okay. Because that's the thing he cares about. That's what he said this entire time. I'm voting cult, actually. Cult is my prediction on Mr. Beast. Your prediction is always cult. It's not. Sometimes it's murder-suicide. No, it's always cult. (sighs) Well, isn't murder-suicide kind of a cult? I mean, that's the end goal, obviously. Like, he has set out to be the best YouTuber. So when his shtick stops making him the best YouTuber, when there are no more private islands to give away, what do you do? (laughs) I feel like you turn on the people who gave you the private islands. Yeah. You make Squid Game for real. Murder those people, Jimmy. Murder them. I've learned way more than I ever knew before about Mr. Beast. Thank you for that. This is Ben. We used to be the smart kids. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Eric. And we're not billionaires, but now you're smarter. Thanks for listening. Our intro music is from Tim Beak. You can find him at timbeak.com. And our outro music is by One Man Symphony. And you can find them at onemansymphony.com. 